My name's Luli. Welcome to my next edition of In Conversations with Changemakers. This is my opportunity to hang out with some really cool people that genuinely have an impact on the communities, individuals, organizations that they serve or work for. So today's Changemaker is Laura Simmons, CEO of Theratrack. I had the opportunity of uh, meeting Laura at the AI Med Summit in 2019. Uh, haven't seen her since then, so delighted that she can join us today. Hello, Laura. Hi, how are you, Lily? <laughs> yeah, good. Good. It's like, I'm not sure when this is going to go public, but it, it's locked down in, in Sydney at the moment. Uh, but ha- lucky that we're locked down in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So not all terrible. Yeah, it could it could be worse. And it's a beautiful sunny day outside. It's so a cracking nice day. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura, we're, we're here today um, to talk about Theratrack. Um, you know, I, I, I do have a little bit of insider background knowledge from when we met in 2019. But for our audience today, uh, can you tell me and us what inspired you uh, to, to launch or create Theratrack? Yeah, so um, I background to me, I'm a paediatric occupational therapist. So I've worked in Sydney's healthcare scene for oh, nearly 10 years now. That's crazy to think about. Um, and so maybe about three years ago, I was entered into one of Sydney's accelerator programs, She Starts. And I guess before that, I'd sort of been been quarrelling with this idea of working in the healthcare industry and, and getting really inspired to work with the kids that I work with. But one of the biggest frustrations was I'd set up all these strategies for these kids to do at home with the parents and everything like that. And more often than not, they'd get forgotten or they'd get, you know, the piece of paper that I'd send home or my amazing stick figure drawings would get confused with, you know, was that supposed to be a this or was that supposed to be a that? And you know, I'm not an artist. I'm an occupational therapist. <laughs> and, yeah, and so, you know, it's, it's time and time again. And as a therapist, you, you sort of get into this job because you want to help people. And I guess it can really sort of knock you for six when you you try every week to, to help, to help, to help, and then things get forgotten. And, again, it's no mm. fault of parents because they have lives, they have maybe multiple kids with disabilities. Like, it's, mm. it's tricky and it's all, all regard. And then... I read this research article that said that the minute someone leaves a medical practitioner, they forget up to 80% of the information they're told. And I sort of went, okay, that's someone leaving a medical practitioner. What about a mum who's got, you know, a little boy with autism, she's trying to stop him from climbing the walls out of a therapy session, like what information is going home? And I sort of sort of went, okay, the system, the system itself isn't broken, but the, the way that we're providing these strategies wasn't working. So I then went looking and being an OT, I'm I'm definitely a problem solver. So I went looking for a solution and I sort of went, okay, in the tech space, we've got project management tools and and there's all these really cool tech gadgets outside of healthcare. And so I went, why isn't this in allied healthcare? And I sort of went, Mm. okay. And then, yeah. And then lucky enough, I stumbled across She Starts um, and had a coffee with someone there. And they sort of said, well, you're perfect for this program. You've got deep industry knowledge, but no technical background. And you want to build a tech mm. product that's going to sort of change people's lives. And I went, oh, okay. Mm, <laughs> and mm, so, yeah. Mm. And so I entered into this tech program with this idea that I was going to support pediatric occupational therapists with basically home exercise programs. Um, and then it's sort of, I mean, it's standard startup story of the thing that you thought you were going to build is similar to what it is now, but it's definitely evolved. And it's, you know, we went from a pediatric OT platform to now we're a multidisciplinary platform with, with goals around artificial intelligence. And, you know, it's just, it's been a journey. So, yeah, so I guess yeah. work inspired me, but, um, yeah, it's definitely been a, an awesome journey since then. 
And, and what what's the sort of response you've had from clients, I guess, you know, loyal people that have tested the, uh, the, the platform in regards to, you know, overcoming some of those challenges around forgetting everything, 80% of what you've told them in a, in a session? Oh my gosh, it's it's really cool to see. I mean, even just parents just going, oh, I was confident with that strategy when I took it home. Or mm. um, I had a story a, a couple of months ago, or maybe about a month ago, um, where a therapist came to me and she said, my client brushed their teeth by themselves this whole week. Aww. And I mean, you know, if you're neurotypical people, that might not seem like a big thing, but that's, mm. that small amount of independence for someone can be massive. Mm. um you know I have other therapists that are telling me oh we're just working on like simple hygiene things but like those basic things and if you can get someone to help them do that then it then the world sort of starts to open up so I think you know for parents it's that confidence and you know you see them come in and the kids are really proud that they've done all of their activities and they've gotten their award sticker in TheraTrack and the parents just sort of go I knew what I was supposed to do um and again it doesn't seem like a big thing but it you know, for someone that's probably not known before what they need to do and then their week's been easier because they did. I think that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, does does it give a more, I guess, digital record of your clients because it's all being captured in yeah. the platform? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess that was that was something that I didn't kind of think about when we started Therachuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this will be awesome. We can send exercises home and send reminders and then I realized that we've got this awesome platform now where mm. we're capturing all this data of therapy mm. strategies and what's working and what's not working and mm. um, actually a feature we released just recently allows a therapist to be really um oh what's the word not a speech therapist I'm an OT well it's not my strength um but you know it, it allows them to be really micro focused on what they do and help them change really small things in a therapy plan Um, which makes it really easy for a therapist and also Mm. just goes, oh, it's just this tiny tweak that I need to make. And maybe I need to send you a notification at eight o'clock in the morning versus four o'clock in the afternoon when you're tired, Mm. you know, those little things to remind people at the right time. And then, I mean, that's the AI stuff that's sort Mm. of my dream. And that's where we met was the challenge um, around looking at, okay, well, actually we can start to capture this data that goes, I can see what's happening in real time. Let's use predictive analytics to see if we can, um, you know, actually shift that and go, well, actually, can we then predict what might work for someone else? else. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so the data thing's really cool. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes. It's definitely mm. definitely in the works at the moment. So you thought, do, do you see yourself, I mean, you're, you're, you're providing something to help therapists give better care to their clients, and obviously you're also you're servicing the needs of the actual clients to have a better way of actually keeping on track with, their, you know, their, their homework, I guess, but, but yeah, so you're, you're serving two. Is one, when when you're going for the design, were you looking through one lens more than the other or did you look, do you see them as equals? I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it, um, I think we, we learned really early on that it's sort of, especially in healthcare, there's so many stakeholders and it's kind mm. of like a tumbling tower that you've got to put all the bricks in the tower, otherwise the thing's going to fall over and it's not going to mm. work. Um, we've focused more up until now on therapists and supporting them with the ease of home programming and supporting them with the ease of prescriptions Um, because we did a riskiest assumption test, which is a good old startup thing at the start of it and sort of went, well, if a therapist doesn't prescribe the home program, 
care attack doesn't really exist. Um, as much as, you know, we still need the clients to tick off their activities and do their things at the other end, we still need the therapist to send that home program at the start. Mm. Um, and so that's where we've started. Our, our next focus of development is going to be more around the clients and supporting them, looking at things like gamification and, and trying to find more motivating ways to kind of help that behaviour change. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the therapists were where we started. But... Um, it's, I mean, it's healthcare. You can't have one without the other, really. Yeah. And I get, I mean, has there been any, you know, because people are very aware uh, around um, security risks and things like that. Laura, is that, is that something that's come up or is it just more actually this is a really good platform, this is a really good tool, uh, you know, addressing a problem that I have? It varies. I think it varies. I think some people definitely do ask the security questions. And I mean, with healthcare, you want to make sure that everyone's personal information is really secure. We use enterprise grade encryption software. And I guess that was something that we sort of built into the product when we started that we, you know, it needed to be end to end encrypted. And because the therapists take photos and videos of their clients in therapy sessions, you know, it's really sensitive data. Um, aside from we don't take a lot of medical information, but though that data itself of, of photos and videos of kids, you can imagine, is quite mm. sensitive data. So mm. it's been something that we have thought about from the start when we built Theratrack, and I think it was something for me as a therapist, knowing how the health system works, I think that's that insight has been really helpful as well, going, okay, well, these are the people that I know that should have access to this data. And these are the people that I know that shouldn't have access to this data. So we mm. have lots of permissions set up in the in the platform. Um, but, yeah, I engaged lawyers early on. I said, what is what is the standard that we need to sit to? And, and what mm. is sort of if we were to be here, what what is that standard? And I'd rather build to that first than have to rebuild later and things like that. So we're password and PIN protected as well. Mm. So it makes it easy for therapists, but you lock everyone out after you know, I think it's about 20 seconds they get locked out. So, um, yeah, I think it's really, security is really important to us, but it varies. I think some people go, they'll look at the benefit and say, well, that's actually really helpful for me and that's something that I know that's going to help my client and my child or as a parent, I guess. Um, but I guess it does come up, you know, I think it's health stuff. It, it has to come up. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's every area of life, right? It's not just every, you know, every area of life, it always comes up. So, what, what's utopia for you? I mean, you've talked about the you know AI and you know having that lens, and you've got the, the what what else when when you when you you know three to five years time when you sit back in your big ivory tower, what does it look like? You know, what, where's Theratrack? Uh, I I really hope that this starts the shift in therapy and it starts the shift in in how we view or how how the model of therapy works. Right. Mm. Um. I think COVID especially has shown us that that digital health and telehealth works really really well um and it allows especially for, for therapists and pediatric clinicians it allows us to sort of coach parents and help parents then feel more confident with strategies and things like that um and i think the cool thing that that sort of blends in with theratrack is that then also then goes okay well i've got almost like a therapist in my pocket that can mm. remind me and that can show me what i need to do um so i hope i hope in the future that we you know we don't just rely on this old model of therapy of like, oh, I go and see Joe Bloggs once, once a week to do my therapy yeah. and then for the rest of the time I'm not doing anything. I think to help, to have tools that sort of integrate those things into our lives, um, and whether it's Therotrack, whether it's other ones, I think there's other exercise prescription platforms that are coming up as well. Like they're starting to come up and I think that's starting to 
be the focus for a lot of people. They're going, okay, well, if I'm paying this much money for my therapy session, I want to get the maximum out of it. And people yeah. also, I think, know that not everything happens in that hour. Mm. Um, and so how do we do that? How do we shift the lens from, okay, I go and see this person once a week for an hour to I've seen this person, they've been an awesome coach, now I'm going to go implement everything to the best of my ability. I think that's that shift will be really cool and I think, mm. I hope, I really hope that that means that, you know, kids are spending less time in early intervention, they're getting the right skills, um, you know, the the teachers are knowing what to do at school. So all, all those therapy strategies are kind of, they just become part of that kid's life and everybody around that kid or that person who's in therapy knows what to do so it's not so much a oh you've been in therapy for five years cool <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a long time to like some of the kids that I see you know they they come into early intervention when they're two or three and then they're in there for 10 years sometimes like it's crazy oh, it's crazy and uh, yeah so I hope I hope that tools like this like Theratrack can s- support people to not have to be in therapy for as long because I think I mean, there's, there's two sides of the reason for that. There's a huge workforce shortage when it comes to allied healthcare. I think, um, you know, I speak to therapists and it's six to 12 month waiting lists for kids to get into early intervention. And that's huge for a kid. Wow. Like, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, and so maybe maybe we'll make this, you know, profession cooler so more therapists jump into being Well, I was going to say, that, that, that's going to be, I mean, that's a, that, that's a perfect segue into my next question, uh, Laura, actually, in regards to how do we magnify the understanding, learning and adoption of tools like Theratrack? You know, it, it's, you know, if, if, you, if you hadn't asked uh, in regards to how we can supercharge this, uh, what would it be? I mean, how do... Oh, that's a big question. Mm. How do you, I, I mean, I think I, I, I personally would love the schools and the universities to do a lot more around supporting students to learn about technical tools and learn about um, digital health and things like that. I know in medicine it's it's being pushed a lot more. I, I know, I think it's Sydney Uni have started a digital health course and I think there's some of the other unis I'm, I'm not going to name because I'll probably get it all mm. wrong. But yeah. um. I know that they're starting to do that in medicine and, and you know, you see that a lot with, with that space. But I think in allied healthcare, I think we really need to upskill the whole profession around digital tools and healthcare. And, um, I mean, COVID's been a great driver in that. You know, the telehealth adoption went through the roof and mm. people sort of learnt that it wasn't like, you know, we ripped the bandaid off and it was like, oh, okay, this isn't that scary. I can do this. Mm. Um but I think if schools can keep that up for their students, you know, going in, the students that are coming through now are, are phenomenal tech natives. Like I went mm. into Sydney Uni <laughs> a little while ago and sometimes it takes 40 minutes to train up, you know, a, a good old therapist on, on Theratrack sometimes, you know, when I'm yeah. trying to work through kinks and stuff. The students picked it up, used it, and before I'd even finished explaining the first part of it, they're like, oh, I've sent the home programs, now I'm in tracking it and now I'm doing this and I was... Okay, you guys are whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing for me because you know Theratrack's designed to be intuitive and it's designed yeah. to be something that kind of works and people should be able to figure it out. But I was just amazed at how fast <laughs> they picked it up and I, and you know, and I sort of had speak, spoken to the students and went, "What exposure have you guys had?" And and they were like, "Oh, not that much." And 
so I, I, I hope that my big ask is for the universities. Like, I'm happy. I'll put my hand up. I'll come in and I'll do tech talks and things like that. But um, I think we've got to really upskill the whole profession on technology mm. um, because, I mean, there are so many awesome ideas out there. You, you speak to therapists. And there are so many cool ideas about, you know, oh, this tech could do this. and But how do you bring those two things together? Together, yeah, yeah. And did you think... Um there's going to be any major development or shift or change that's going to have a significant impact in, in, in paediatric care moving forward? Um, I think the new clinicians will do it. Mm. I really do. Um, you know, the new clinicians coming through, like I said, they're super mm. tech savvy. They, you know, they're used to using chat platforms and all sorts of things yeah. in, in, their, in their everyday. I think yeah. that shift will come. As you know, as the new therapists come into the scene, um, it, <laughs> I mean, COVID, as I say, it is a weird thing, but it did help in a way. It helped yeah. a lot of people. It was terrifying, you know, to see, go, okay, is this going to work? Is my practice going to be able to go online? Um, mm. But I think a lot of clinics, especially the smaller ones, went, oh, I can use, you know, Slack or Teams or, you know, all these other really and, and I say this in the tech world is like, oh, you don't use yeah. Slack. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, don't, you don't use Teams. And, um, you know, when I started TheraTrack three, what was it, three and a half years ago, mm. uh, you know, I spoke to a guy and he was like, yeah, so I have a storage unit where I store all of our paper files. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so no. I don't know. The younger clinicians are going to do it. They're going to bring amazing change. And I think their ideas are going to shift everything. Um, but I think as well, I think if the universities also plug in that information at university when the kids graduate or kids, when when the adults graduate, I'm so used to saying kids, um, you know, when the adults graduate and say, oh, okay, I'm out in the workforce. These are all the tools that I learned at uni. I'm going to take them into my workforce that I'm, that I'm at. And I think that will help too massively. Yeah. Brilliant. No, we love that. We love that. Well, I, I look forward, um, Laura, to, to seeing, what does happen um, and, and I hope that people do support you. I hope people do get on board. I hope you're right in regards to the, uh, the, the new wave of clinicians being the ones that are digitally savvy and, and, and really change and improve the way that, that care is given across the whole board of health. Uh, but before I let you go, very important question, a, a new skill or hobby you've developed during the, uh, the pandemic? I found uh, skill or hobby. I found a lot of bushwalks around my house that I didn't know existed. I don't know if that's a skill or hobby, but I found there's like a, there's a rainforest weirdly enough around the corner from my house. And I was like, Oh, lived here for seven years. Didn't know that existed. That that says a lot more about you than it does the pandemic. Actually, yeah, I mean, look, it's getting out of the gym and into nature has been lovely. I think there's some there's some beautiful things there. And uh, cooking is probably the other one. Um, I've always had a love of food. I definitely have learnt new things to cook. I've learnt how to make pasta from scratch. And oh, <laughs> I did okay, go down the... That's I, a banana, banana bread? Do banana bread, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't go down the bread path. I saw a lot of people make sourdough. I didn't, yes. didn't quite get onto that one. <laughs> But I caught onto the pasta. I think because it was faster. Oh. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Well, listen, Laura, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, it's been great. And I, I wish you all the success with Third Track. Thanks and we're, so we're here to support. So uh, all the best. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.